0: Welcome to Grace Notes, brought to you by Sandbeck Ministries. We're studying Jesus' model prayer. There are seven petitions given, seven being the sacred number. To date, we've covered the first three which deal with honoring God's name, His present and future kingdom, and His will being done on earth as it is in heaven. We discussed the fact that it's not a matter of just saying words because they're required. It's committing ourselves to the relationship and acknowledging our duty as part of God's family and work. It is important that we not rush past these elements of prayer because it's where we learn to truly revere the God we serve and appreciate the relationship we have with Him as father and child. These phrases remind us of God's promise that says, when we seek first to further His kingdom and know His righteousness, all other things will be taken care of. Though we are assured of God's provision through this promise... We must still ask for what we need. So after considering the things of God's glory, kingdom, and will, we are to pray for four areas of personal need. Bread for our body and soul, forgiveness which should produce a forgiving spirit in us, not being led into temptation, and deliverance from evil. On our program today, we'll concentrate on the first need defined in the phrase, Give us our daily bread. There is a lot more here than meets the eye, so stay tuned.
1: To even utter the word give assumes several things, the first being that we have the right to request help from God. When we ask Jesus to be our Savior, we enter into a relationship with Him. He becomes our high priest and the mediator between God and us. According to Hebrews 4.16, we can then confidently approach God's throne and receive mercy and grace to meet our needs but we must remember what psalm 66:18 says if i regard iniquity or sin in my heart the lord will not hear me this goes hand in hand with what jesus spoke in john 15:7 if you abide in me and my words abide in you ask whatever you wish and it will be given you When we're in fellowship with the Lord, having confessed all known sin, 1 John 5.14 says that we can have the confidence that if we ask anything according to His will, He will hear us. Then we will know Him and His words, not our words, will come forth in prayer. Another assumption in using the word give is that God is able to supply our needs and is the only one who can. The Apostle Paul knew firsthand about being in need, he wrote Philippians 4.19 while under house arrest. It says, My God will meet all your needs according to His glorious riches in Christ Jesus. If we don't know what our needs are or even how to ask, Romans 8.26 and 7 says that the Holy Spirit inside us interprets what we're feeling and communicates with God for us. In Jesus' teaching on prayer in Matthew seven seven, He said, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. The Greek words for ask, seek, and knock are continuous. Ask, and keep on asking. Seek, and keep on seeking. Knock, and keep on knocking. This keeps us in communion with the Lord, a good place to be. James one seventeen sums it up. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change, like shifting shadows. Ephesians 3.20 goes even farther to say that God is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to His power that is at work within us. God gives us what we don't deserve and knows exactly what we need. Listen to what King David wrote in Psalm 16.5, "'Lord, You have assigned me my portion and my cup. You have made my lot secure.'" This reminds me of a parent who divvies out food for their children in just the right proportion. God, the perfect father, never makes a mistake in what he provides. It's always enough, more than enough for us. The next assumption in using the word give is that we admit we're in need. This is also a good place to be. Dale and I were sitting on the porch watching a busy bird building a safe, comfortable nest in which to lay her eggs. When they hatch, she'll be busy again gathering food. And you can be sure the babies will be eagerly awaiting the feeding time with mouths wide open. Psalm eighty-one ten b is interesting. It reads, open wide your mouth and I will fill it. Psalm 103.5 says that God satisfies our mouth with good things, so that our youth is renewed like the eagles. We should be like those expectant baby birds, but sadly, many of us don't believe God will provide abundantly, so we come to Him closed mouth or with a tiny opening. Could it be that we think we're self-sufficient or maybe we're too proud to ask, what are we missing out on with such an attitude? I was impressed by the wisdom of Agor, a seemingly ignorant yet humble man. He wrote in Proverbs 30, verse 8b through 9, Give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. Otherwise I may have too much and disown you and say, Who is the Lord? Or I may become poor and steal and so dishonor the name of my God. We often become stressed because we fail to recognize that we can't do a thing without the Lord. Philippians 4, 6-7, another great verse penned by the Apostle Paul says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. When we pray rightly, we're not only assured that we'll receive what we ask for from the Lord in abundance, we'll be at peace as we wait for His perfect timing and provision. But we must not lose heart while we wait. James 1, 6-8 states that when we ask, we must believe and not doubt. Because if we do, we are double-minded and unstable and shouldn't expect to receive anything from the Lord. So, let's commit to opening our mouths wide. And placing our outstretched hand into the hand of the man who stills the water, calms the seas, moves the mountains, and cares for you and me.
2: It's hard to stand on shifting sand. It's hard to shine in the shadows of the night. You can.
0: been listening to Grace Notes. If this ministry has blessed you, please write and tell us at Sandbeck Ministries, P.O. Box 581, Falston, Maryland, 21047, or contact us through our website at www.gracenotesradio.com. Join us on our next program. Until then, let your Grace Notes be a song of praise.